If you want to take the island, then burn your boats. With absolute commitment come the insights that create real victory. Don't give yourself a plan B. Yeah. So um, you, yeah, you have to make this work. Yeah. yeah. If this doesn't work, I'm fucked. That's where like the, the work ethic and the ideas and shit come from. Hey guys, Mandy here. Welcome to episode six of the Escape Society podcast. If you do enjoy this podcast, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Alright guys, welcome back to the Escape Society podcast with myself Mandy and my fiancé Lloyd. Uh, this is episode number six. We are in another updated version of our studio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're really happy with this setup. We hope you guys like it as well. We're thinking of maybe getting a sign done up maybe for in the future that we can hang behind us. But yeah. every time we just want to keep improving. Yeah, this is a good example like of how you get better every episode or every video like the first one was very basic setup yes <laughs> um and we did very basic audio only and then updated to this studio and now we've even made this studio a little bit better yeah it's going to keep getting better i think that's the whole goal is to just slowly improve yeah. each time yeah yeah. See where where we are at in a year. Yeah. Um, where do we want to start? We want to talk about yesterday. Yeah, yesterday uh, was a bit of a yeah interesting day. I'll tell I'll tell the story. Yeah, I don't want right? to name the place. Um, I don't know why. I just don't really want to. No, we don't want to bring name bad attention. Machine. But um, so our thing that we do every month is we watch UFC together. Yes because we love it and so the big ones they're on once a month and we always go to if we can we always go to a sports bar and we found our favorite sports bar here in bali um it's a little bit pricey but it's pretty sick it sort of feels like you're in america or canada like yeah i said yesterday when we walked out i'm like wow we're back in bali like it feels like you're not in bali yeah you sort of forget there um so anyway Big fights, big card. Alexander Volkanovsky, the Aussie, fighting on the main event, last fight of the day. Uh, there's five fights on in total. So it started at 10 a.m. We got there about quarter to 10. Yep. And it was already the whole bottom section of the place was full without giving it away where it is. <laughs> yeah. The place Ew. was basically full. Yeah. And there was two seats right at the bar, which is where we love sitting anyway, for some reason. Oh, that's because we had our first dates at sitting at the bar together. Yeah. That's just, always been our thing. I love it. And you're like right there. You can order your drinks there. We weren't really drinking though. We got breakfast to start. Yeah. Um, got breakfast, got some like other drinks, non-alcoholic drinks. Then we had a few beers watched all the fights it filled up like behind us so like it was completely full uh the fights were awesome we we're having an awesome time and oh there was an old guy older guy sitting next to us there who was really into the fights i was talking to him about it yeah it was cool and he was there before we were i reckon he was there from like 8 a.m or yeah something. 
Yeah. He was right into it. Um, but then a couple came and they were sort of standing at the end of the bar and they said, do you mind, because um, there was a spare seat between me and the older guy, they said, do you mind just moving over and so then, that we can sit or she can sit? So and then well, yeah. they pulled up another stool so they both could sit down. We were like, of course, yeah, yeah no I didn't problem. Even, I should have thought about it. I didn't even like notice, but I was like, of course, yeah, no worries. So we, right before... Alexander Volkanovsky, the main event fight, what we came there to watch, what, probably 50% of the bar was there to watch because there was a lot of Aussies there. Yes. Um, I ordered us one last beer each. We only had three beers, but I ordered us one last beer each for the fight. And the manager comes up and he says, sorry, guys, um, do you mind? We're going to have to change the channel. I feel like the blood boiling again from it. I, I was, thought it was a joke at first. I was stunned. I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, these guys next to you, which is the people that we moved over for, want to watch the Formula One, which is about to start, and so does a few other people in the bar. And I was like, okay. But like... We've we're been all, here every, for three hours. Yeah, we're all <laughs> sitting here watching the fights. Like, the And the fights, like the sound is on the whole bar. Like it's all you can hear and it's really loud. Yeah. And I'm like, you're going to keep the sound on, aren't you? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, but you guys can just turn around and watch it on another TV. And I'm like, okay. I didn't know what to really say. I was like. It was an uncomfortable situation to be put in because you don't want to be like a dick and just be like, no, like we were here first, even though we were. And I was feeling that way. Yeah. But then also pick your battles. I think you did say that. You were like, we've been here since. I said, no, I said, it's the main event. Yeah, it's, it's going and, and it's going to be over in 20 minutes. Yes, the Formula One's just starting. Can they not start watching it after the main event? See, I don't and even know how long a Formula One race goes for. Maybe I don't get it either. Minutes. We've never but, watched it. Um, so, of course, we did. We turned around. And the guy next to me, he was spewing too. Yeah, um, so three out of what should have been four, but five people sitting at the bar that had been there since the first thing of opening in the morning got screwed over and couldn't see the TV behind us. Yeah, so, like, but, like, fine. If we could turn around and there's just a TV there, that's fine. But yeah. the TV is behind a table of ten people whose heads are blocking half the screen. Yeah. there's. It's also um, right in the middle of where the waitresses walk back and forth, so they're walking back and forth, whatever. But then the five other people who want to watch the Formula One come up to the edge of the bar where we're sitting, which, and they stand right in front of the TV that we were just told we had to watch the fights on. And so I had this like moment where my blood was boiling, but I'm like, you said you're like, don't like do, obviously I wasn't going to do anything, but I just got up and was like, you're telling people like, to move guys, please. Like if, if you're going to like watch that, can you at least not stand in our way? Because like, this is the only TV we can watch this on. Yeah. And we were watching it on that one and he changed it for you. And I had to do it like three times, but yeah, the reason I bring it up is I want to know, are we selfish for that? For yeah. thinking that that was really bad service and probably not going to go back there and watch the fights again. Hospitality. Like I waitressed and in sports bars and pubs for many, many years. And I, Oh, I got put in my place many times for different things like grabbing a beer that had a tiny bit of foam at the bottom. Yeah. 
But changing the TV on somebody when they're there for a certain sport, especially if it's the dominant sport of what's going on in the building, that's a big no-no. But it should have been on the business, I think, to know ahead of time, A, you're a sports bar, you need to have a designated spot where the Formula One people are going to go, and then the rest should be UFC. Yeah. That's usually how it works. So that was poor planning on their part. Um, But it should have been okay, these guys have a $100 bill. They've already spent money and been here for three hours along with the guy that was next to us. Yeah, between the t- three of us, and he had a mate that was there who had just left. Like, we would have spent a couple yeah. hundred bucks. Like, come that's, on, man. That's bad, bad business. And, yeah, I mean, <laughs> at the time, we were both looking at each other. I'm like, I have had so many people complain to me in my life for things much less than this. I'm like, do I have a right to go ask for money back or a discount or something? Because this is... The only reason we came there yeah. was to watch that. And they knew that. And we had even messaged asking for a booking and a table. So, um, but then by the end of the fight, we we still got to see it, even though it was irritating. I didn't it pay just... attention to the fight. Because <laughs> I was just yeah. it was playing over in a loop in my head, like yeah. what I should have said. People that were in the way, like trying to just control, like not getting angry and like, ruining what was a pretty fun day before that yeah i think it shows a lot of growth though on like i was really impressed with you actually because i feel like old you would have just cracked it (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah you showed a lot of strength and growth in that but yeah that was pretty disappointing but yeah are we out of line feeling that way i thought it was always Not even an unwritten rule, a written rule that um, you don't just change the channel on someone. absolutely not. Especially in a a big event that, like, out the front of the bar, it's like UFC 273 here today. Like, that's what everyone's going there for. Yeah. If you want to watch the Formula One, cool. Go somewhere where that's the main event. Yeah, stay home. Yeah, stay home and watch it. Um, yeah, and it was awkward also because they had recognized us from YouTube, which made me even more uncomfortable. That's what I wanted to get to was like that weird thing of, um, like you never want to be a dick to anyone in public or to bloody managers or of restaurants or whatever, <coughs> but especially if, um, now like someone might recognize you from your YouTube vlogs. Yes. That makes you think. You're like a little bit even more self-conscious. Yeah. It's a very new feeling for me. I, th- I think just because you can be having like one bad moment or one bad day and then that's painted you in that light forever for somebody or a group of people. And that's really difficult. Like that, play- like that plays on your mind a little bit and that's mm. sort of been a new thing to understand. Um, yeah. I'm still just taken back by how many people recognize us in weird places. Yeah, like, um, it doesn't happen heaps, but when it does happen, then you start thinking, like, shit, does everyone, has everyone seen our vlogs or our channel? Like, I know, and I'm, like, I'm not embarrassed by it at all. Like, I'm super proud of everything that we've done, but, like, it's weird. Yeah, so <laughs> I feel like people have a preconceived idea of like who we are or how we are yeah. before they've you know spoke to us or even if yeah. they even spoke speak to us at all. And imagine I was like 
10 beers in and just started like abusing someone for standing in front of us. <laughs> yeah, that bars. was my, my worst nightmare. Yeah. So we end up on Daily Mail or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Not at that stage yet, but um, we had we had a video that went semi-viral for some reason. We don't know why. Honestly, if I'm being completely honest, I thought that was my worst edit that I have done so far. Like I w- the n- not 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 completely like that, but um. It wasn't my proudest video. I, a lot of the, the footage that we got didn't work out the way that I wanted, and, and I really struggled with editing that video. So I sort of, like, we didn't put an ad that we had for a collaboration in that video yeah. because we are like, okay, it's not our best work. Probably we should save it for the next one. And then, of course, yeah. no. that video goes semi-viral. And So at this, like, as of now, um, we posted it seven days ago yeah and it's got two hundred thousand views yeah. which like to big channels that's not not much whatever who cares but for us for yeah. us you know getting going and only having just under ten thousand subscribers now it's miles ahead of any other video we've done yeah um for some reason i guess videos can just catch on for whatever reason like sometimes yeah. you don't know which one's gonna hit yeah, of course I was that one. <laughs> it sort of like, in a funny way, made me think of the Will Smith thing. How at the Oscars, he made a complete dickhead of himself. Yeah. Because he lost his temper and he went up and, you know, did the slap Chris Rock thing. And now, because everybody loved Will Smith. Yeah. I don't think anybody had anything shit to say about Will Smith and now he loses his temper once and he's probably lost all of his credibility. Yeah. Yeah, all respect for him's pretty much gone from yeah, one incident. Yeah. And yeah, that when we heard like what Denzel Washington had said to him about how the devil comes for you before you're about to, you know, get everything you've ever wanted or the best stuff's about to happen to you. Yeah, so we were sitting at the bar and, like, this video was just going viral and then that shit happened and I was, like, had a, little, had a lot of anger. Like, I felt like I wanted to stand up and, like, say something, but then you're like, no, don't, like... This is that testing yeah. moment. Yeah, absolutely. On a much smaller scale. But, much smaller, but yeah. it is a, it's a good lesson, I think to be able to apply to anything and yeah I think when you like look back on the series of like when you have blown up in the past if you think about what did that prevent you from achieving or getting to or what problems or issues did that cause from the blow up or the the incident um you'll see that that is the case almost every time yeah something gets in your way that is sort of a roadblock that you can easily avoid yeah if yeah. you see the b- bigger picture, yeah, or the lesson that it's trying to teach you, are you ready to go to this next level? You got to make sure that you can prove that you're not going to react like this yeah, when you, shit happens. If you want to, <laughs> if you want to live in Bali and do YouTube content and vlogs, and you want a lot of people to see it, um, probably don't get into like fights at the pub. And shit like that. <laughs> yeah, I think. That's a really good lesson, and, you know, we proved that we wouldn't do that, so that's great. (laughs) 
You said um, something as well about like it feels like YouTube content creators and most of the channels that we watch, they're like taking over the new it crowd. Like in, instead of Hollywood, it's like yeah, um, YouTube yeah. content creators. Yeah, podcasters, like video podcasters or um, yeah, just content creators in general. I think also that that content is so accessible. You can access it from your phone for free. You don't need to have the subscription to Instagram or YouTube. Yeah. It's there constantly. People are constantly adding to it. Um, so you have that ongoing like relationship with these people that are famous, I guess. Yeah. But it's ongoing and it's like more of a personal relationship than say like an actor in a movie where you know, you're sort of relating to the character, but you're not relating to the person on a real level. Yeah. So it's a, like a, a whole new, like that just feels like there's been like a shift from the stars being only Hollywood actors. Yeah. And now it feels like, no, it's, you know, Susie that started her podcast but, in her bedroom and yeah. is now, you know, huge. And that's more attainable for everybody and relatable for everybody. I don't. I just don't know if we're like the outliers with that, or if everybody else um, views it the same. Because mm. to, to us, like, I don't know any movie stars or TV stars because no. we don't watch it. No, that's right. I don't remember the last time we went and watched a movie, or even really, even the last time we watched a movie. Um, yeah, I can't even think of one. <laughs> so we think of content creators like the new. Hollywood stars or whatever, but maybe I think it's 50, 50. I think there's still people who like still watch movies and TV shows and see it the other way around. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I, th I definitely think even the Hollywood stars, like even Will Smith, for example, who has a YouTube channel is more re relevant than what, like someone who, who doesn't. doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially like to the younger audience, like younger audiences, they only watch YouTube. Mr. Beast is like king to them. Yeah. He's the most famous in that age bracket. So they're all consuming YouTube. So that's what that that means that's what's the next thing because they decide what's the next thing. Yeah. So anyone out there who wants to get famous start a youtube channel <laughs> yeah that's right yeah um and also i think we were like running on a real high because this video was going off and um i think it was a reminder to not like get too high on the wins or get too low on the losses because we also had a, a couple of weeks of like not making a hell of a lot of money yeah. business-wise. And investing a lot back into it. Yeah, so you're investing money into your business and, like, it just comes in waves. Like, you have a really good month or a really good week and then you have a shitty one and you've got to remind yourself that, like, the good ones, they pass and the bad ones pass as well. Everything's temporary. Yeah. I think... Um, part of like so I think it was a week or two ago when we had like a bit of a shitty couple of weeks um, mm -hmm. also we stopped doing our usual 
morning routines. Yeah, yeah, that was... Started feeling shit. I really, really noticed a difference when... We, like, we go into this hole where we're like, okay, yeah, maybe we haven't been making enough money, so we need to only work and not do anything else until, um, you know, that paycheck comes back. Even though we do know it's eventually coming. Yeah. We, that, that, that's like our bad pattern. So we don't, you know, go to jujitsu. We don't train, um, don't spend enough time in the sun. We literally only focus on our computers and all we do is work. But that's like counterproductive because then our brains aren't working or stress or anxiety is worse. We don't sleep as good. We don't eat as well. Um, and that all reflects into the business. And literally what usually happens is we notice that that's what's going on. And we go, okay, no, we need to get back to our good routines that make us feel good. And yeah. just like that, we'll all of a sudden get a windfall of like good business, yeah. money. Yeah. Every, every time. It's been a pattern of that. And it's so hard not to fall into the, if I just work flat out and don't, don't do anything else, then, you know, everything will come. But you have to take care of your body. Like, that's been one of the biggest lessons that, I've realized with this is it your how you feel in your body and your brain directly reflects your business and how much money you're making. Yeah. A hundred percent. It has every time for us. Yeah. And that just it real it starts with the morning. Like Yeah. Um I think one thing I haven't got down is like a good night routine. Because I'm just like so keen to relax. Yeah, after smashing been in doing all day. Shit yeah. all day and then after dinner I just wanna like sit down and watch something for an hour or two and then chill. Yeah. Go to bed. But um the morning routine is the most important because you feel good for the rest of the day. Yeah, and I I get work done in like the same amount of work in a shorter amount of time if I've been to yoga, had a really good breakfast, spent some time in the sun, read journal done all my stuff I get the same amount of work done probably in three hours that I would in eight or nine had I not done all those things yeah and the quality of it is much better and I'm in like a more like flow state and I'm also happy that I've found like you found jujitsu that puts your brain like gets your brain into your body like all you are focused on is jujitsu and that for me is yoga and it's not about weight loss and it's not about any aesthetic reasons. It's a hundred percent your relationship with your body and just being there in that moment. That's, that's how you have a, a steady like focus and understanding for the day and really a good mindset. It, nothing to do with weight loss whatsoever. That obviously is partnered with it. Yeah. But until I realized that, um, it, like I, my body pretty much stayed this, like the hundred percent same. I couldn't lose weight. I was stagnant. I was lifting weights, not really doing anything for my brain. It was all for aesthetic reasons. And then shifted to this, and now I'm like, oh, <laughs> the weight came off, and my brain actually feels happy, and it actually maintains my anxiety. And yeah, I think also, like, just it's really hard to do something like to train really hard in the morning mm -hmm. um to mentally get yourself there but yeah that hour and a half or whatever 
makes it so you don't think about anything else while you're there. And also, by doing something hard first thing in the morning, everything else during the day feels a bit easier. And, but it like, it's tough too because let's say you go at like 7.30 and you're there for an hour and a half um, and then you've got to recover for like half an hour. Even an hour some days it takes me to recover. Yeah. So that's like quarter of the day or whatever is gone and you feel like, oh, I'm missing a lot of time that I could be working on shit that I need to work on. But the quality of work you do after that is ten times as good. Yeah, yeah. So, and I'm, that took us a, a while to figure that out. And especially because yoga and jiu-jitsu are a bit of an investment. Like, they're not cheap classes. It's not like a very cheap gym to go to. Um, but it, it just makes the biggest difference. Yeah. And that investment is so valuable. I remember when we used to just wake up and drink a coffee in bed and watch fucking TV or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And think, this is how we should start our day. And I think that's not really our fault because it's been drilled into you that, like, even just driving around Bali, there's so many signs, like, um, like you know, those quirky quotes that they have about time for coffee or yeah. the day doesn't start until I've had my yeah. coffee and all that shit. Yeah. And so you think like, oh, I'm, I'm a bit tired. I just woke up. Yeah, of course you are. You just woke up. Yeah. But then you think, oh, I've got to go and get a coffee so that I can be productive today. And you, you're basically just setting yourself back from the beginning. Because... Mm-hmm. A, you're so dehydrated you haven't drank water in eight hours yeah and you're gonna start with a dehydrating drink to even further dehydrate you yeah and it's got caffeine in it so that's going to give you a kick which is going to wear off obviously Mm -hmm. so in a few hours you're going to need another coffee because you're feeling sluggish and then the afternoon you're going to feel shit which that always used to happen to me Mm -hmm. at one or two o'clock now i'm like fine all day yeah i know i don't you don't get that like three like yeah three-ish crash yeah used to get that all the time and like when you get home from work like you're physically like you just slump down on the couch and you can't do anything until you got to make dinner or yeah and that was every day but now we've swapped to well, 100% skull water in the morning. <laughs> yeah, even if that's all you so, have. So water. much water. You need so much water first thing in the morning. And then fresh juice or hot water with lemon, like getting your digestion going. I think hot, yeah, hot drink's good. But just yeah. don't have caffeine in it. And people listening or watching are probably like, but I can't live without coffee. Yeah, you can. Yeah, You've just been told you an, can't. It's and it's coffee. an agreement that you've made with yourself that you need coffee but you don't (laughs) whoever's in charge of the marketing for coffee is a genius yeah because everybody thinks that they need it to like get through the day yeah also that it's a personality trait (laughs) yeah i remember so when i decided to quit coffee which was probably the worst time possible to quit because 
Like we went, we, I remember we both went to the naturopath and I was talking about like having trouble sleeping through the night and like getting tired and all this shit. And the first thing she said was, do you drink coffee? Yes. How much do you drink? Two or three a day. Do you drink it in the morning? Yes. She's like, stop drinking it. I was like, okay. That was <laughs> it's it. pretty simple. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it. I'll try. And I tried, um, like two days before I was flying out to the rigs. Um, and I had like bad headaches. Yeah. Which is pretty scary that you get withdrawals from coffee. Yeah. Which people probably don't even know that you do. Um, anything you get withdrawals from is probably not good for your body. No. It's the same as sugar, but I'm pretty bad at that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I flew in to do a full night shift and then two weeks of working out on the rigs with no coffee but I got through that and after that I was like wow I don't actually need coffee if I just do the right shit get enough sleep drink heaps of water in the morning like now I can't imagine just drinking a coffee first thing in the morning or ever really no I think it's I used to feel like I needed coffee because I wanted to keep up with the day I had so many things that I needed to do you know and there's so many things that are marketed to us, you know, you need that boost, you need to, you know, attack the yeah. day, get after it. But now I'm like, I want to have a calm day. I want to yeah. feel peaceful in my day. Why do I have to be, you know, up here when I just want to be my regular level of, you know, energy in myself and have a peaceful, like, mindful day? Why, like, everything is just trying to push us further and harder than, than what we're meant to be doing. And that's another thing, like, with coffee. Coffee's got the same marketing as, like, cocaine does in a, a nightclub. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, you want to keep going and, and going so hard. And that carries, like, a lot of stress on your body. And and then on the weekends when you feel like you want to unwind, so, you know, you you drink heaps and you, so you can have that, like, up level and feel like, you know, life of the party on the weekend. And everything's about, like, raising yourself up to this unsustainable level of energy that that's why everyone just feels exhausted and unhappy all the time and I feel like coffee seems to sort of tie into that of you have to be up here all the time yeah like, have a just beautiful mindful day be present <laughs> yeah um it sort of sucks as well because I do like the taste of coffee yeah yeah and I miss it I like the co coffee culture as well but um yeah, I mean, we drink chai, and um, we've, we haven't really found it here, but drinking, like, the adaptogenics, um, the healthier alternatives that, you know, that are really good for your body, and the mushroom coffees and stuff, yeah. really nice. Um, but, yeah, I'd, and maybe it's been the, you know, the modification of coffee from how it used to be back in the day to what it is now. It would be, are bet there's way more caffeine in it now and also I think when people started drinking it they would drink like a little espresso and they would sip on it yeah whatever yeah um, but now it's like this big 16 ounce <coughs> thing yeah. that's got all this milk and sugar in it or yeah it's um it's really changed <laughs> especially in America do you remember when the first time you ordered a large coffee in Canada yeah and it was like no three times the size of what you would get in Australia. Yeah. And it was all milk and, oh, 
and I just can't believe people drink that. They'll, they'll get every like day. um. I would feel awful if three I or four again. shots of coffee, and then like the rest milk, and yeah. probably do that two or three times a day. Yeah, that's fucked. <laughs> yeah, I just it it really was an eye opener when both of us went to the naturopath, and straight well that was her number one thing saying to get rid of. I was really trying to tr- treat my anxiety and gut health issues, and with the gut being tied to you know your anxiety often is tied to your gut health and with drinking coffee i like heightens that so much and with so many people struggling with anxiety right now i have friends that i've told they often tell me like how much they're struggling with anxiety and they still if i say just quit coffee it's like that's so beyond no because ever thinking of that i'm like but Coffee's like, everything to, to people. Oh, wow. I just, I can't imagine ever being so attached to something, especially if it's affecting your life negatively, that you, even if it takes a little while for you to pull back off of it, I can't imagine ever just 100% being like, no, this is the way I am and I'm not, I'm never changing. Yeah. But I even struggled with it because mm-hmm. I was like, well, what are we going to do? Because like getting coffee is such a big thing. It's part a of ritual. Day. Yeah. It's a ritual. I understand that. Like, and it makes you happy in the morning when you go get a coffee. It's like this drug fix. And there's also a bit of stigma around, like, the not being masculine if you're drinking, like, a chai. Yeah. And that was sort of weird, like, transition, I think, for you, like, growing up in, I don't know, you quite a masculine environment. I think it's a bit different for you, and now you drink chai. Yeah, I don't give a but fuck. But now you don't like, give a fuck, <laughs> which I love about you. <laughs> yeah, how can a drink make you masculine? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If coffee, everyone's different though. If coffee doesn't have a negative effect on you, which there's probably a lot of people that it doesn't. Mm. But if you are someone who like has anxiety issues and sleep issues and gut health issues and you drink a lot of coffee, maybe just explore giving it up. Yeah, that's a really good place to start. Yeah. But I think a lot of businesses would go out of business. Yeah. If people, like if half the population stopped drinking coffee, so many cafes would be fucked. Yeah. But I guess they'd just start selling chai and shit like that. Be nice for us. (laughs) Um, There was one thing I wanted to bring up, which is a quote uh, that I thought, might be helpful to people something that we've done in the past a lot that I saw the other day this quote and it was um, if you want to take the island then burn your boats with absolute commitment comes with absolute commitment come the insights that create real victory do you get what that means? So it's just saying, like, it's essentially like burn your bridges. Yeah, like, if you want to take the island, burn the boats so there's no way back. Yeah. So you have to take the island, otherwise you're fucked. Yeah. It's like an old saying. Yeah. But it basically means don't give yourself a plan B. Yeah. So, Um, you, yeah, you have to make this work. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen heaps of people talk about that. And we've done that in the past, and it's not even really by choice. It's like... There's no plan B. No. We just have to make this work. Um, 
when we left the Gold Coast to go live in a caravan and start our first business, um, we had no, like, we couldn't get a rental property or anything if that didn't work. No, we had no plan B. Yeah. We sold our nice cars and got our shitty one. Yeah. We were going to live in that caravan until that business took off because we couldn't get a rental. <laughs> yeah, and even though, like, it sucks at the time because you get a little bit stressed because you're like, if this doesn't work, I'm fucked. That's where, like, the, the work ethic and the ideas and shit come from. Yeah, because you have nothing better to do than just to keep thinking and problem-solving. Yeah. Coming up with a plan to make it happen. And... Like, we even did the same here. Like, coming to Bali was a big move because even though we were working online and running our businesses and doing everything um, in Australia, we still had, like, easy options for, for like, if we wanted to get more work on yeah. the side or wanted to just do a couple of days of work here, a couple of days of work there just to pay the bills or if we were low on money that month, you could just easily go and work a few days. Yeah. Um, but coming over here like you can't no you can't just go and work and that's a blessing and a curse I think because all of our energy has been directed into growing what we genuinely want what our bigger picture is right which is this podcast our YouTube channel and we've got even bigger things that we want to do in the future and everything now is just focused solely on what the end goal is um, and we're not distracted by being like, oh, I'll just do this little job even though it, it's not moving me closer to my goal. Yeah. But, you know, it'd give me an extra few hundred dollars this week or something like that. But it's like, no, I'll just, I have to make that money from what our actual biggest goal is. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, I feel like, we, we don't have another option and that's what drives me to like when I'm laying in bed thinking you know what if we don't make as much money in the next few months as I hope we're going to make or whatever and then I'm like well there's no other option because we have to so yeah just got to put in more work and come up with better ideas and figure shit out yeah so if anyone if anyone's looking to start a business or a channel or whatever, I don't know, maybe maybe have a safety net, but I don't think it hurts to just go throw yourself all in, in the, on something. Yeah, throw yourself in the deep end. I think everyone that we've ever looked up to or Lloyd and I have spent a lot of time studying people that we look up to and you know, listening to their stories and understanding how they got to where we want to be and... Often the story is, I just thought, why not? Why not me? And, like, why not try? Why not throw myself in the deep end? And that's always seems to be the story. So, like, it, it does eventually work. And if you fall, you don't fail, you learn, and then you go again. Yeah. And there's always a... Like, when they're getting asked, how did you know it was going to work? And they're like, well, I didn't know was going to work. Yeah. I just gave it a crack. Yeah. And they're like, what if, what if it didn't work? I don't know. 
but I wasn't going to not let it work. That's right, and but this is what we want to do too. So this is like we can, we can keep doing this, you know. Yeah. You can keep going if it's something you genuinely care about. You don't care about how long it takes if you're you're so wrapped in what you're doing and genuinely love it, which we do. All you and I do is talk about work and. Yeah. Even when we we have a night off, we end up <laughs> sitting together talking about work or YouTube or the podcast or anything. But we love it, and it's been that way for years, and we're totally wrapped in it. That's how you know it's the right thing. Yeah. When you're obsessed with it. Yeah. So it's, there's never a question, am I doing the right thing? I am if I'm doing the thing that brings me purpose in my life and happiness. Yeah. Yeah then you never have to question it. That and also, like this podcast, be willing to do it um, for nothing for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are too proud to to work for free or it's not even really working for free or just lay the groundwork down first. Um, if you aren't sure you're ever going to get paid from it, but like, I love doing this. I love us sitting together. I love that we had our first guest and got to speak with somebody that is on the same, you know, mental wavelength as us. That was a really cool opportunity. And I could see myself, even if this is what it is for years, I can, I can keep doing this. Like, this is really cool to me. Um, yeah, that's what, how you know you, you got to pick something like that, that it, it brings out your creativity and um, you get excited to do it doesn't feel like a job which this doesn't <laughs> yeah and to me i wouldn't like just even if it takes years i wouldn't stop doing it because like why would you stop yeah that's right just keep going yeah just everything turns into something maybe it doesn't grow as quick as you want it to but is it growing yeah, yeah. so if it's growing keep going yeah Maybe right. maybe if it becomes stagnant for a long time and doesn't go anywhere, you got to you got to make some changes. You got to fix some shit. Yeah. But even this podcast, it's growing. Every episode, it's growing. And you look at the YouTube channel, like with that video that went crazy. Now, like every video we put out gets way more views than when we started i remember the first time we got a thousand views on a video was like whoa we were like wow this is awesome yeah. we thought that was so good yeah that's um, so funny now we might get a million on a video and if you if you had have given up in the first couple of months because a you're not getting paid to do it you're not yeah. making anything from it it's taking up a lot of time it's hard it's kind of embarrassing yeah if you if you quit early then you never get to see where you could take it that's right so no plan b uh so this week we are actually heading off to somewhere we haven't been this that we haven't been in bali yet yeah uh we've been lucky to been invited by a uh, accommodation in madui is that how you spell it uh, say it Ma yeah madui m-a-d I don't know how you say it. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna go surf for a couple days, and we're gonna do some YouTube content for them, which is super exciting. And we actually just before 
we got here. We're not going to name the resort yet because it's not set in stone, but a very nice resort just um, reached out to us for a collaboration, which is a huge excitement for us, yeah. um, which we're very excited to share on our channel. So make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Uh, we're hoping to do our longest vlog. I want to do a little bit longer, like more documentary style uh, of our surf trip. Um, spend a lot more time getting, you know, drone shots and the extra little touches of, you know, details of what we're doing during the vlog. Um, so make sure you subscribe to the channel. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Um, share it with your family, your friends as well. We want to keep this growing. Uh, really helps that motivate us to keep going with it. And yeah, tell a friend to tell a friend. Yeah. Um, yeah, your reviews and um, comments, rate ratings really, really help us. So don't forget to do that. And um, uh, we have merch available now on our website as well that oh, you can... Yeah, we should, we should have mentioned that earlier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, just, we just put merch up on the website. <laughs> A few days ago yeah yeah so we've got escape society merch i designed i just did um a few different versions of our logos and a couple sayings uh so you can shop them we've got tote bags hoodies and t-shirts available on our website that's at lloydandmandy.com uh shop the merch we've already had a few people buying it as well y yeah which is awesome if really you buy cool. it make sure you tag us in a photo yeah and we'll give you a discount on the next one yeah yeah that's awesome yeah Cool. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys in the next one. This one's for my scheme makers, my dream chasers trying to make it. Trust you, God, to hold on to faith and be patient. I know you're trying to get to the days of elation, and all those obstacles in your way.